Oh yeah. Oh, you did it. You clicked on the Osway Bar Podcast. A podcast dedicated to growth. We know we're not supposed to be stuck. We're designed to grow and be all that God has called us to be. We post every Monday and Wednesdays. Mondays is a segment I call Monday Message. This is where your home messages for me. Wednesday segment, that's one of my favorites. This is a segment called Wednesday's Word from the Wise. This is where I get to sit down with amazing guests and draw from their wisdom, experiences, and anointing, all for the purpose of growing. So if you're ready, I said if you're ready, growth fanatics, let's do it! that guys uh man it's season three of this way bar podcast we're so amped to be back on with y'all so uh, we have been in this is monday message very very happy to get uh share some words with you guys and encourage you guys we're focusing on this series called getting in focus so this is part three of getting in focus and our foundational scripture has been first thessalonians chapter four verse 11 it says make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business, and working with your hands just as we instructed you before. Uh, man, if you, found your, if you find yourself out of focus, out of uh, you know, rhythm, if you find yourself not being able to see the fruit of your faithfulness coming in place, I would say it's probably because we're not in focus. And we spoke, uh, focused the last you know, two parts of getting a focus series on living a quiet life. You know, in the quiet life, you're going to see, you know, uh, direction from the Lord. You're going to experience growth. And I kind of break down just what those key things are going to get from his direction and why it's so important to follow his direction. We're going to see areas of growth. And we know that comes through faithfulness and being faithful uh, with the little things. And then you'll see increase. And we realize faithfulness is quiet. So I hope that we got into this place of just, man, being excited to live a quiet life. But I want to talk about the next factor of that, of minding your own business. You know, when you live a quiet life, you are going to mind your own business. And I'm going to break this down. What does that mean, minding your own business? I'm not saying that you don't care for people. And I'm not saying that you don't get involved with the people around you in your life. Like, you know, look at the Good Samaritan. You know, why is he a Good Samaritan? Is because he took, he was on his journey, he was doing uh, his thing, and he noticed someone was hurt and in need. You know, this this guy just got ran, uh, got you know, ransacked by some bandits, got beat up and left for dead. And the word says that, man, a, you know, a Pharisee went by and a Sadducee went by and they just saw them and they just continued on and didn't even care to care for this person. So I'm not saying minding your own business and being like a Pharisee and a Sadducee, but I'm saying, and what I believe Paul here is saying is not to get distracted, not to get distracted. You know, the good Samaritan was good because he came and he took care of this person. He cared for him. And this is so cool. Like he went and brought this person back to health, took him to a place and paid for his hotel, paid for his medical expenses. And he took care of him, you know, and he even got to a point of saying like, Hey, I'm going to continue on my journey. Uh, look, if this isn't enough, when I come back, I'll pay you whatever's left over. 
Like he took care of this person, you know, he not only took care of him, but he had the resources to do that. And so if you want to be like that, someone who has resources to care for people, resources to, to touch people's lives, you need to learn this principle of minding your own business, right? When you can mind your own business and you're not caught up in everyone else's mess, you know what's going to come from that? It's going to come productivity. You're going to see growth. You're going to see expansion. And you're going to be able to care for the people that are around you. So let's let's dive right in. I'm going to pray and we're going to really unpack minding your own business. So Father God, Lord, we just give thanks. We thank you, Lord, that your word, it, it challenges us. It, your word points us. It's a mirror telling us, uh, telling us who we really are. So, Lord, we just open up our hearts to just stand in your word and stand in your promise of, of what you have in store for us. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us purpose and given us a, a destiny, Lord, that we can focus in on and that we can be all that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So minding your own business. Let's break it down. I really believe what Paul's saying here in minding your own business is not getting distracted. And let me give you a scriptural reason of why I believe that. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10 through 13, you know, this is all in Thessalonians, right? So it's almost around the same theme. But this is what Paul says in verse 10. Again, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, 10 through 13, I'm going to read. And in verse 10, it says, even while we were with you, we gave you this command. Those unwilling to work will not get to eat. Verse 11. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives. Idle lives. Refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. Whoa. We command such people and urge them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and work to earn their own living. As for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired of doing good. Man, listen, if you find yourself getting out of focus, getting distracted, it's because a lot of times, one, you probably are not used to or embracing the quiet life. And the other thing that comes from it, just like what Paul was saying here, listen, this is nuts. He said that people were, you know, they weren't working. They were living idle lives. They were refusing to work because they were meddling it in other people's business. So the thing is, I think what Paul's saying when he says minding your own business is not getting distracted. And I remember the Lord kind of gave me a sharp, sharp rebuke before because, man, I used to be that guy up in everyone's business. You know, I was in everyone's Kool-Aid, not even knowing the flavor, just so caught up. Oh, who's so-and-so into? Oh, you know, what is so-and-so doing? Oh, how did they get that promotion or whatever? You know, get so caught up, like it's so easy at work, you know, to get in the gossip tree, man, and just begin to talk about things that are not even concerning you. And the thing is, what happens is you, you're getting distracted. You're getting distracted in what God has for you right now. Remember what we were saying earlier in part one and two is like when you live a quiet life, you learn to really operate in faithfulness and enjoy in what God has put you in right now. Like, you know, if you're not promoted in a, in a position, you got to stop looking externally saying, oh, they have favorites. Oh, it's because of this or, oh, it's because of that. And you got to really ask yourself, like, what is in me that needs to grow to get to that place where I can be trusted with more? Right. And the key to that is going to come from minding your own business. 
and the, 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 the rebuke I got or the word and rebuke is good, man. Rebuke is so good because it's just course correcting you. It's in love. But this is what the Lord was saying. It says the only reason you're in other people's business is because you're not satisfied with yours. I'm going to say that again. The only reason you're in other people's business is because you're not satisfied with yours. Man, I'm telling you, that's sharp and that's strong. But I want to encourage you that, man, God has so much for you. He has so much for you that you don't, you know, don't miss out on the good things that God wants to do in your life because you're so distracted meddling in other people's business. So we need to focus on our business. This is a prime example. In John chapter 21, verse 18 to 23, I'm going to break this down. It says, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking to Peter, right? He's talking to Peter and how things are going to happen to him at the end of his life. He says, I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do uh, as you liked. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this is uh, said this to let him know what uh, what kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, and this is key: follow me, follow me. What Jesus is sharing to Peter is saying, "Here's the business, man. Follow me. Here's your business, your assignment." In verse twenty, Peter turned around and saw behind him the disciple Jesus loved, the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked. Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? (laughs) And man, that can happen to us a lot. We can begin to look at the other person. What about them? What about them? What, you know, start concerning yourself with other people's business, but that's a distraction. Peter asked in verse 21, what about him, Lord? And in verse 22, Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, and here's the key again, follow me. Verse 23, so the rumor spread around among the community of believers that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus said at all. He only said, if I wanted him to remain alive and uh, until I return, what is that to you? See, what Peter experienced, and a lot of us, we can get in this place too, is a place of comparison, And I'm telling you guys, comparison is an enemy. It's an enemy. It's a distraction to what God is calling you to do. It's a distraction. Listen, when you get to a place of comparison, you fall in a ditch that's called pride. And pride in that ditch, you're going to find one of two things. And you're either going to find arrogance or you're going to find insecurity. Let me break that down. Arrogance or insecurity. When you fall into comparison, you fall into this ditch of pride and you find arrogance and insecurity. One, you may be comparing yourself with someone, falling into the pride of arrogance, saying, I'm better than, or I don't need to learn anything from them. They need to be learning from me. Or you just get so caught up in feeling good about yourself because you feel like, oh, okay, you know, I'm so, you know, whatever. And it's because you're in this place of pride. Man, I'm telling you, if, if you have more mentors than you have ment- you have more mentees than you have mentors in your life, you that's that's a deeper issue about you. Man, we cannot fall in this place 
of comparison because it's going to make us arrogant. Another place that it can make us in comparison is insecure. And this is what Peter was feeling. He was feeling insecure, saying like, Lord, you're telling me about this death that I'm about to experience. What about John? That's not fair. But man, Jesus was telling him, that, that, that's none of your business. Who cares what, what, what I have in store for John? Do what I'm telling you. Follow me. And man, I'm telling you, I want to encourage you that, you know, living a quiet life, right? You get his direction, right? You follow his direction and his steps of what he's telling you. Living a quiet life, you're going to see growth because in, in, in a quiet life, you're being faithful and you're being faithful to what he's called you to do. And so in that faithfulness, you know, uh, and remember what we were saying in, in part two is that faithfulness is not loud. It's quiet. So like, you're not going to see all these glamorous things maybe immediately, but if you begin to find joy and just staying faithful to what God has given you, you're going to see more in your life. You're going to see more. See, it comes back to the principle of focusing on your business. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the term, the grass is greener on the other side. It's a well-known quote, but the truth is that if you want your grass greener, you need to focus on what you're called to do right now. You need to focus on watering your grass. So let me just say this, like why, or ask this, why would you want to be so consumed with someone else's business that you fill yours? I'm going to say that again. Why would you want to be so consumed with someone else's business that you'll fill yours? That's why subconsciously, you know, we cheer for a winning team or, you know, people who are bandwagoners, right? That is always going for the winning team or we aspire, you know, people begin to aspire to be associated with winning people in hopes that that brings value to them. You know, we get excited or we get in uh, people's business because low key, we don't like our business. It's not exciting to us. So we get excited by others, but the truth is if we would only get comfortable and live in a quiet life, if we would only get comfortable in minding our own business, we'll see the true growth. We'll see the true growth. Listen, when it comes to trusting God and it comes to minding your own business, it comes to living in faith. It comes to living in faith. When you begin to mind your own business, you're focusing and you're putting your faith on what God has called you to do. Listen, I want to encourage you. I know this is this may be kind of heavy, right? The 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 feel of this. But I want to encourage you that God doesn't want you to miss out on the exciting things that he has for you because you're so caught up in everyone else's business. God has something special for you. God has unique plans and things for you. So we need to come to a place where we can focus in on what he's called us to do, right? So let's not get distracted. Let's own our business. Let's get excited about our business. And again, if the grass is greener on the other, and let's not fall into the trap of comparison. When you compare, remember, you fall into that ditch, and that ditch includes arrogance or it includes insecurity. But when you get to take ownership ownership of what you're in right now you're I'm, I, 
this this episode today, I know it's it's not a lot of key principles that like, oh, okay, I'm going to take and apply, but it's really just an encouragement, and I want to cheer you on. If you're in this place of just like God's called you to be faithful somewhere, man, I encourage you, take it with joy. Take it with joy. Because when you mind your own business, you're going to see growth in your life. When you live a quiet life and mind your own business, you will see growth in your life life. So I want to challenge you guys today. I always end this episode with a three minute challenge, right? Right. It doesn't make no sense to just listen to something and then, you know, not apply it, man. The first step to growing is to learn, but the second step, and it's the most important step, it's to apply. So I want to challenge you right now. Just take three minutes, take three minutes. And I know, uh, like if you followed episode one and two, you've probably already written down your goals. You probably already written down rhythms that are going to help support you. But the, the, the challenge I want to give you is to ask yourself, who have I been comparing myself to? If you haven't been, man, kudos to you. You're kicking butt. Your three minute challenge this week is going to be super easy. It's just an encouragement to stay within your business. But if you have found yourself in the trap of comparison and being so caught up in what other people are doing, and not focusing on what you're doing, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, the way that we get out of comparison is that we come to accept what God has called us with joy. So if you found yourself comparing yourself with someone, all right, in these next three minutes, and you, you, maybe you can list maybe two people that you're comparing yourself with. One, give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I surrender this to you. I need to stop. I, I need your grace to stop. But then the other thing I want to challenge you with is to reach out to that person and in giving them an encouraging word. Yeah, that's right. The person you're comparing yourself with, whether it be out of arrogance, whether it be out of insecurity, I want you to just speak life over them. And you don't have to tell them why you're speaking life or why you're encouraging them or why you're blessing them, you know, but do it in more in the sense of like, you know, let it like the quiet life. You're just doing it out of surprise. You're just doing it out of, you know, being faithful. You're sowing into where you want to go. I would even dare you to say, if you know there's someone that you've been comparing yourself with and you either fall into the, the category of arrogance or you fall into the category of insecurity, I encourage you to bless them. Buy them a gift card. And just say, man, like, I lo- I see what you're doing. You're kicking butt. And thank you for being an encouragement to me because if you can do it, I can do it. And what's cooler is if it's someone that you're, you know, finding yourself insecure by, I encourage you to sit them down and ask questions. Learn from them. Learn from them. And if it's someone that you've been maybe more arrogant around because you just feel like you're better than, humble yourself and buy them a gift and just, man, encourage them on their way. That's your, that's my three minute challenge for you today. Have you fallen into the comparison trap? Because if you have, you need to get out of their business and you need to focus on what God's called you to do, but you also need to sow a seed, sow a seed, sow where you want to go. So love you guys. Thank you guys for always tuning in. You guys have an awesome rest of your day. Peace.